Hilde was a princess. She was a daughter of Wotan, god of all gods. Anyway, her father is really mad at her, so he puts her on top of the mountain, and he puts a fire-breathing dragon there to guard the mountain, and he surrounds her in a circle of hellfire. And there, Brunhilde shall remain, unless a hero arises brave enough to save her. Does the fellow rise? Yes, Django. As a matter of fact, he does. A fellow named Siegfried. The Siegfried saved? Quite spectacularly so. He scales the mountain, because he's not afraid of it. He slays a dragon, because he's not afraid of him. And he walks through hellfire, because Brunhilde's worth it. I know how you feel. I think I'm just starting to realize that. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Of what's, course. What's going on? Uh, I'm Frank. This is, of course, uh, sitting across from me is Zach. I'm Zach today. I'll be somebody different tomorrow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, today we are discussing Quentin Tarantino's mm-hmm. 2012 Django Unchained. Yes, we are. Probably my favorite Tarantino film. You know, I'm, I'm still going to hold strong that Hateful Eight is my favorite, but like this is a very, very it's good so movie. It's so good. It's really, really good. It's so good. Uh, I don't, again, for me, Inglorious Bastards, I think, is his best movie. Yeah, his masterpiece. For like, you know, but like for me, anytime it's just like, huh, if I'm in the mood to watch a Tarantino film, what's my go-to? It's Django. It's always Django. If the D for, is silent. The D is silent um, because, uh, I don't know, A, I got a soft spot for Westerns. Yeah, I, I mean, you were going back and forth of like a Western to pick for this one. Yeah, I, I just, I, I was kind of like saying, I don't know if, I don't know if we discussed it on the podcast or if I just said it to you, but I was just saying how I'm thinking that Westerns might be my favorite genre of film. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a in good, Hawk, a then. good fucking Western mm-hmm. for me is like everything that I, the time period I absolutely love. And the grittiness of them and everything just about them, the laws and all that. Like, I just I just love, love, love the Western time period. And a good fucking movie inside of that time period is just everything I could ask for. Yeah. So, for me, Django Unchained is just, like, I think it's just my go-to Tarantino film. I like this movie a lot. Jamie Foxx really, like, brought out... A, a bigger role than I've seen him in past movies. Yeah, because Jamie Foxx is just kind of a he's, whatever yeah, he's, actor. He's all right. He's fine. He's uh, not the best, but he's not the worst I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, Christoph Waltz, though. Oh my god, I love this man so much. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, let me let me run down. Fuck. Yeah, God, his fucking <laughs> performance in this movie. God damn. <laughs> So, I mean, I only wrote down, like, a couple of names. There's only three or four that you need. Yeah, that you really, really need. So, the main character is Django, played by Jamie Foxx. Uh, You have Dr. King Schultz, who takes on Django as, like, his apprentice, Mm -hmm. as a bounty hunter. And he's played by Christoph Waltz. Uh, Calvin Candy is... Monsieur Candy. Yes, Monsieur. (laughs) But don't speak French, it'll embarrass him. (laughs) So, he's played by Leonardo DiCaprio. And man, once again, like there's so many different movies that like he could have just won the Oscar for. This is, I don't know, I can't believe Wolf that he Wall didn't. Street. Wolf of Wall Street yeah. will always be like what I think he should have won it for. But fuck it, right? Matthew McConaughey for beating his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I don't give a shit. I'm not mad about it. Uh, you have Broomhilda, who is played by Kerry Washington. Yep. Uh, you have Steven. Sam Jackson. Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> and then I just added in uh, Billy Crash is played by Walton Goggins. Yep. 
because I, I like him as an actor. I like Walt Goggins a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he was a uh, transvestite in Sons of Anarchy. And I a did lot not of know people, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I never watched Sons. It, Sons was a really, really cool I show. I always just thought, I never watched it. I always just kind of thought it was just kind of like. A biker gang movie. Well, no, it was, it was just like The Sopranos, but with motorcycles. But I, mean, I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, season one through three is definitely where it it was like the best. And then after that, it kind of like slowly digressed. But I mean, they capped Isn't it off. Isn't it so disappointing when, yeah, we like when TV shows really just are like in like their groove and then something happens, yeah. whatever it is. And then they just, they start like dwindling and you're just like, man, I remember season two was yep. so good. And now we're on season six and this is just not good anymore. Yep. Especially, too, like, when most actors start to, like, leave the show. Right, Like, yeah. any TV show, like, Community, that 70s show, uh, anything like that, where it's, like, people start leaving and they write them off, and it's, like, all right, this is when I should probably stop watching. <laughs> yeah. When you hit your peak and then you're done, just like me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was a college football tryout, and I broke my leg, and that was it for me. Zach is living in his past. Now I sell dishwashers door to door. It's a hard life and it hurts my back. <laughs> Just always lugging around a dishwasher. I have six to sell today. <laughs> Nobody's buying. I've gone to 84 houses already. Uh, so where do we start with this movie, man? Man, I, it's, it's fucking hard. Do you want to run down like what the plot is first? So then? Django Unchained is basically a film about a slave who gets picked up by a bounty hunter and the bounty hunter then kind of decides to help him uh, find his wife because Django is married. He has a wife, mm -hmm. but she was taken by somebody else, Calvin, and they agree to go in business with one another for like the winter and they kind of just go around and bounty hunt. And then Christoph Waltz or King Schultz decides, I, you know what, I'm actually going to help you find your wife. And then they come up with like a diabolical plan to. Is it diabolical? It's pretty diabolical. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, the whole movie is kind of diabolical. Yeah. Uh, so they then decide that they're going to then try to figure out a way to get Broomhilda, who is Django's wife, out from Candyland, who is run by Calvin Candy, mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. What a great name for the place, too. Yeah, it's, it's Candyland. Yeah. Um, and that's really the premise of the movie. It's impeccably shot. Yes, it's, it's the music gorgeous. is the, I love perfect. I love the music. I have I, the entire like soundtrack downloaded. I have it on vinyl too. <laughs> really? Oh my god, yeah. I have every Tarantino soundtrack on vinyl. I have the Hateful Eight on vinyl. Oh, so good. Um, but I have Django Unchained on vinyl, and every once in a while I'll just throw it on because it's just so like I don't even like I, I don't even know what you would call. It's not country music. No. It's, it's Western yeah, it's music, like, which I love too, because it adds that little bit of flair as like a throwback to old school westerns. Mm -hmm. Where as like they're walking, they each kind of have like their own theme song, almost yeah. like Schultz has. Schultz his. straight up just has his own oh, song. I love it, Django, <laughs> Django, Django. Yeah. It, it's so cool. Yeah, uh, and then I mean the acting in this movie. It's fantastic. Again, I love Christoph Waltz so He's much. He's so good. Yeah, he he doesn't get enough credit in Oh no, he definitely gets credit. Well, I mean he should get more of that. <laughs> he deserves more than he that. <laughs> Cuz man, you don't you don't meet so many people in the industry like I have <laughs> that has oh. such charm and charisma on screen. Right. 
And he had, especially to like the first opening scene where like he shows up. Yeah. So charming. Yeah. And even like a testament to A, Tarantino's writing and B, Christoph Waltz's acting. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in Inglorious Bastards where he is a despicable man, he's still just charming and likable. Oh, yeah. Like you don't, you don't hate Christoph Waltz in... In uh, Ingl- Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, which we covered too. Like, he, yeah. it's just he, we know he's a Nazi. We know he's a bad guy. But, but like, you know, he's he's, good. he's a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> in this movie, he's just a, a German guy. Yeah, and this who movie, happens to be a bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's great. Yeah, um, and then yeah, Jamie Foxx in this movie for sure. Like. Step up to the plate. Better roles. Yeah, I think uh, apparently there was like apparently Tarantino like chewed him out on set though. Oh really? Yeah, because uh, apparently Jamie Fox like came in on his like whatever he was driving this like fucking Escalade or whatever he like (laughs) rolls up and you know he's got all his money and everything and and he's just like rolling up and he's like apparently like really cocky Mm -hmm. and he's like saying his lines like super like and Tarantino like calls cut and he like brings him into the room and he's just like. Because you know how Tarantino yeah. is. He's like, he's like, what the fuck was that? And, and Jamie Foxx is like, what do you mean? And he's like, he's like, you're a fucking slave. And he's like, he's like, be a fucking slave. He's like, you come in here with your fancy car and your fur coat and your leather bag and and you're just acting like you're the man. He's like, you're not the man right now. He's like, eventually you turn into the man, but right now you're a fucking slave. He's like, get your shit together. And then and Jamie Foxx is like, all right, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he has great character development in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because, I, I mean, like I said, like it's one of his better performances in this movie. Yeah. But he is kind of like the backseat for half the movie. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz is definitely like the main guy until, up until basically the like the like last quarter of the film. Last hour, I would say. It, yeah. And then it really like starts to shine where like he's learned everything and he's yeah. like fully progressed. Yeah. What scene to start with? Though, <laughs> well, man? I mean, yeah, the end, the intro is is absolutely just amazing. Yes. Uh Fun fact, another fun fact. I have so many fun facts about this movie. Uh, apparently, the reason as to like apparently, Christoph Waltz wasn't even supposed to be riding around in that big carriage with the giant tooth on it. He actually like broke his hip while he was while they were like practicing when he was riding the horses around. So he was actually just supposed to have a normal horse, oh. and then he actually like fell off, broke his hip, and then he was like, "I can't ride like anymore. Like it really hurts a lot." So Tarantino was like, "All right, well, we got to figure something else out." So then they got him like the big uh, wagon with Fritz, when mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and he, like ducks his head down. <laughs> oh, I love that fucking horse. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, but I mean. It's so, so good because it's... It added to it, too, later on. So I'm glad that they went that route of, like, his little wagon. Yeah, and I think that his his character is so important because he's really treating Django and even the other slaves when, when he first finds Django. He's treating them as humans, like, yeah. as actual people. And they are not used to being treated like that so you can see like the hesitation that that they have when he is talking to them mm-hmm. and he even he even hands one of them the rifle yeah, the shotgun he's like, hey can you hold this for me he gives the other guy like a light and he's just like you know he's just talking to them and the and the guys who own the slaves or the guys who are transporting them mm-hmm. are saying that he's he's like hey man like stop talking to them like that and he's like like what and he's like like that and referring to like stop talking to him like a white person basically yeah. and that's so i mean this movie look tarantino got a lot of hate for this movie because of the excessive use of the n-word right and he made a really really good point where he was saying how everybody is complaining about how much he used it but nobody is saying that they didn't really use that 
you know, like yeah. th- that they didn't really say it that much back in the day. No, because they probably did. If not more. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that's why too, like it was funny when this movie first came out, I guess one of my aunts went to go see it and she counted. And after like the 38th time she got up and left. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, this movie is for sure. Not for, uh, I don't know what you would say. Like this isn't for the, the weak hearted. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like if, if, you're offended by yeah i mean you you have to go in not being offended because this is the time it's a, period. It's a period piece yeah. that's what you're watching and this was during this was before you know yeah because they even say too it's it the movie takes place 1858 which is two years before the civil war right so, so everything's still fucked in like right, texas exactly and, and, and there's no end in sight as of right now so you have, you know, all of these characters who are being just completely dehumanized. And then Christoph Waltz shows up and he's just so... And he even says how much he despises slavery. Yeah, because in the saloon he talks about, like, you know, when he's trying to make uh, Django a proposition where he's like, listen, like, so on the one hand, I absolutely despise slavery. I don't get it. I don't understand why it's a thing. But I have to kind of use it to my discretion at this point because I need your help. <laughs> And for right now, I kind of bought you, so... So technically you're mine? Yeah, but so I need your help for this, but then after that, like, you can be a free man. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and I mean, listen, man, when he's in that bar, and then they go out, and he shoots the one guy... Oh, yeah. And then he grabs the marshal, and then the marshal comes out. Yeah. Dude, he's such a fucking, like... <laughs> Christoph Walsh is so... Like, we were talking about how in Nightcrawler, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was, like, mm. super, like, you know, uh, convincing, and he was able to, like, kind of get his persuade. Yeah. Yo, Christoph Waltz in this movie is a fucking silver tongue devil like he's just so good and again that's just a testament to tarantino's writing yeah because his characters that he was able to make in this film they're some of my favorite characters calvin candy is probably one of my favorite tarantino characters ever he's really fucking cool yeah he we'll get into it like once we get more towards like that how weird is it with with him and his like incest sister situation that's going on in there (laughs) they didn't really like bring it up at all really it's definitely like it's definitely implied (laughs) that like they fuck (laughs) because especially too like when he gets out of the carriage when they get in there where is my beautiful sister And then just goes on about her. And then, like, they, they kiss on the lips, like, at dinner, too. Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, do you guys want to talk about something <laughs> here? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, definitely back to, like, the saloon. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie mm-hmm. where he's just going on and on about, like, what he does and, like, how he goes about it and, like, that he needs his help. Yeah. And then he the the bartender goes to get the sheriff and he comes out and he is like come into Bill Sharp's town and show your ass <laughs> <laughs> and he walks out is like hey and then just shoots him with like the little yeah. the pistol the, the, that's in his the, sleeve the taxi driver mechanic yeah. <laughs> you know uh very very cool yeah, and, and he's like now you can go get the marshal yeah and then when when the marshal shows up and the whole town has got like the rifles yeah. pointed at the gun and then he just comes out and he but like I I like how he's like screaming to the marshal and he's like are you promised me that you're not going to shoot me mm-hmm. and he was like like the way you did our, our uh, sheriff here and he's like yes exactly like yeah. that exactly like a dog in the street <laughs> yeah and then when he comes out and he just like says like hey i'm a i'm a bounty hunter that this guy actually wasn't uh, a sheriff or whatever he you elected him as your sheriff but he's actually a criminal blah blah, blah. Uh, and he actually has a bounty of whatever it was 200 dollars on his head or whatever he's like so in other words marshall 
you owe me two hundred dollars. Yeah. And it, and then Django is just like looking at him like, damn, like, like does this really work? Yeah. Because I guess that just trumps everything. Yeah. At this point, badass. Yeah. And then like when he. He asked him, like, too, it was like, hey, pick out your disguise because you're going to be playing a character for, like, the next plantation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, pick pick out your costume. Like, pick out who your character would want to be. And the most hilarious, <laughs> like, just all blue, like, fucking. It's got, like, bows on, yeah. like, the socks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most, like, British colonial yeah. costume you could fucking find. <laughs> And he's think, just, like, just think um, Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon, like extremely just like powdered wig yeah. style, like outfit. Or John Smith from from Pocahontas, but just all blue. <laughs> it's really just the best. But something like kind of important happens in that scene where where Jamie Foxx turns to him and he's like, "You're gonna let me pick out my own clothes?" Yes. And he's like, "Of course." And Jamie Foxx is like, "Oh shit!" Like, dang. And then he picks out that. And he picks out just <laughs> the Smurf outfit. But, but still, like, an important scene because it's like, oh, he, he actually, like, has free range. Yeah. And, man, when they get to Big Daddy's, uh, whatever, yeah. what do you call it, his plantation. His plantation. You want me to treat him like white folk? He's like, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said what I mean. <laughs> it's like, they're it's like, like, she's like, well, then I don't know what you mean. He's like, yeah, I can see how you're confused. <laughs> This movie is hilarious. Who is that little peckerwood boy? It's like, oh my god! <laughs> like Jimmy down at the bar. Is <laughs> Treat like, him like you would Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is hilarious. Yeah, this, this movie, movie is, is fucking is funny. so so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, when Django, so when one thing like in between when he when they're discussing uh, like how to how they're going because they're looking for the brittle brothers. Yes, and. When they're looking for the brittle butters, they have the brittle butters. Uh, Ooh, that brittle butter <laughs> just snapped right off of my mouth. <laughs> Sponsored by, <laughs> Sponsored by brittle butter. <laughs> Come sock it to me. <laughs> oh god. So they're looking for the brittle brothers. Yes. And uh, when when they show the flashback, the flashback of Broomhilda getting whipped. Very cool, like distorted colors yeah. too that they that he used because it was almost kind of like a grindhouse type at that point, mm-hmm. which Tarantino loves that. Yeah, he he uses that in a lot of his movies. Right, but but man, he doesn't pull any punches. No, with and it. like you really just it really like makes me sad. It's it's very uncomfortable. To it watch. really is. And uh, what's her name? Harry. Uh, what's her name? The one that plays Hilda. Bro- yeah. Oh, Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Her acting when she's getting whipped. Yeah, is it, it? It's not acting. Like it just straight up is like this is you're really watching a woman getting whipped, mm-hmm. and I I just I'm thinking back to when I was watching it, and I know that my face was just like so sad when I was yeah. watching that because this is real life. Like mm-hmm. this was really what these people went through, and and watching, and then Django like trying to plead. And like saying like no 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 come on like guys like you like it was yeah, my like, idea it was my idea like you do it to me instead you know me I've been here for you know we, we've been here together for a long time and they're just trying to convince he's just trying to convince her, uh, them to not just whip her mm-hmm. and then he you know replies with that famous line of I like the way you beg boy yeah and then Django then uses that against him once he meets him which yeah. is a great great heroic moment yes but the whipping scene is just it's. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to watch because there's a couple in yeah. this movie. And then later on, too, with, like, the dogs. 
Right. It's just yeah. The dog scene is you, you got to have like a strong stomach to get through parts of this movie. Yeah, and you also just have to be I don't know like the thing that I really really love in the right movie. and the thing that I really love about this film is that he doesn't hold back and Tarantino is really showing you America yeah. and what we did and he's acknowledging that we. We're assholes. We fucked up, right? Like <laughs> we were bad people. Yeah, and and we and we fucked up, and there's really no avoiding it, mm-hmm. you know. And there aren't many films that I can think of that really show you this aspect of America, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Twelve Years a Slave does it, um, but other than that, I'm like really trying to think like how many movies really aggressively show you. Not that many. Not that I can slavery, think of yeah, not because it's I something can... that we like shy away from. It's something that we don't want. To... Yeah, because it's a dark period. In yeah, America's history. it's kind of like you know, like the Germans for you know World War Two. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know how they teach that over there. I don't know if they if they acknowledge the whole yeah. Nazi thing or do they do like how does that work? I think they. I th- I think I read something like a couple years back where they they talk about it but they don't go into like full detail of what happened They're like yeah this was a little uh, yeah. a little thing happened yeah, over we here. were a little bad but not too too bad yeah but in like for us it's like hey they were really fucking bad right so and i mean same thing with like japan too you know godzilla like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah never forget when godzilla attacked new york <laughs> it wasn't a movie it was a documentary was a documentary <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the whipping scene is rough. Yes. But when Django finds the Brittle brothers mm-hmm. and he igno- and he, he recognizes them and he goes over there, I and, like the way and, you die, boy. Yeah. But like when the guys got like the the bi- the biblical verses yeah. like stapled to his shirt and they're gonna whip that girl Jody just for drop they're they're breaking she eggs. Dropped an egg. She dropped an egg and then they're just gonna fucking just you know whip up whip her for that. Yeah. And when Django does when he shows up and it's got the and the music is like you know swelling and it's got like the it starts off down by like his feet and then like it pans up to him and he's got like that like very heroic stance yep and then he shoots one he shoots the one he he dies he tells him that he likes the way he dies he drops the guy's like god damn and he's like fumbling <laughs> to get his rifle because he's all like flustered yeah. and Django just picks up the whip and just starts beating the shit out of him with the whip yeah it's like one of those situations where I feel like a lot of movies they don't they're it's kind of like oh the hero the hero wants to do it but then he realizes that you know that would make him just as bad so then yeah. he decides to not whip him because you know whatever like he was like fuck that and Tarantino Revenge. was like no 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 we're going for this like I'm <laughs> like we're going to fucking get the goods on this yeah and boy oh boy do you get the goods in this movie yeah because this is a movie where it's like you don't want to see him be the bigger man and say like no I'm above this yeah you want to see him get revenge exactly and that's what feels good like at the end of the day is like yeah. getting revenge on yeah. him and then when when what's his name is hightailing it in oh, the cotton yeah. in the field yeah, the crimson cotton that showed like once um yeah was it was it King or was it Django that shot him it was King so because yeah. he was like he was like are you sure that's him he's like yeah. I'm sure he's like are you positive he's, he's like, like I don't know he's like, what, he's like you're not he's like you don't know if you're positive he's like I don't know what positive means he's like it means are you sure yes boom and he shoots him <laughs> and then yeah you get like that cool blood splatter on the uh the cotton is just mm. it's great yeah and then all of like big daddy and like all of his people Dude, come, come on this the funniest scene yeah. ever in, in all of cinema no not ever but it, it, say, it's what? it's so good though yeah. he's like i can't fucking see shit out of these 
If I can't see, you can't see. All that matters is if the oh, horse yeah. can fucking see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Later on. You know that, I mean, out of context, this sounds horrible, but, like, the KKK scene is one of my favorite scenes. It's 100% the funniest scene. Yeah, because they're all just rallying and is like, you know who? For some reason, Jonah Hill is there yeah, for, like, three it, minutes. Why not? <laughs> I guess so. But, yeah, like, they're all putting the bags on. It's like, I can't see shit. <laughs> And then, like Jonah the one Hill. guy, the guys, the guys, uh, the the husband of the woman oh, who yeah. made him. He's like, you know what? Don't ask me or mine's for nothing anymore. <laughs> it's like my wife stayed up all night making thirty some odd bags for you ungrateful sons of bitches, <laughs> and all I hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. <laughs> it's like, well, all you goddamn did was just cut some holes in the bag. <laughs> And then Jonah Hill like rips it open. It's like ah shit, I made it worse. Fuck, I made it worse. (laughs) It's like now I, I think we can all. I think we all think the bags were a good idea, but not to point any fingers. It could have been been done done better. (laughs) Could have been done better. I say we go in this time, no bags, and we come back next time, and we get it right. And then Big Daddy is like. Well, hold on a second. I didn't say no bags. We're going in with bags. He's like, this is supposed to be a brigade. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, this is supposed to be a brigade. The whole point is nobody can see our fucking faces. (laughs) And then when they go down there and then they get played Mm -hmm. and and Kristoff has the dynamite inside the tooth. And then yes. he just fucking blow. He just shoots it, and then you know everything. Yeah, everybody fucking saying. yeah, and he just everybody just explodes. Yeah. Big Daddy's like trying to get on, and then he get, he hands over the rifle to Django. Yes, and, and this him, is a pinnacle moment for his character. Yeah, because Django takes the shot, gets him, mm-hmm. and he goes, "That boy's a natural." Yeah. I thought like, it was funny too because he's as Big Daddy's riding off, he's taking off the bag. He's like, "I can't see shit with this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then that really cool kind of like montage scene afterwards of like him practicing Dude, shooting it's so the good. snowman. It's so good. Yeah. It's and really then and then them cool. like going around and just killing like, you know, getting their bounties and just yes. like running up on people and just fucking and dude, again, a very like kind of similar like what throwing it back to what I mentioned in Bone Tomahawk mm-hmm. when I said how the the sound design is so like dry in Bone Tomahawk and then Tarantino films are so like wet. Yeah. Like when they're shooting people, you just all it's just like splatter, <laughs> just and people are just body parts exploding oh, and it's just so again, I told you I really really love good gore mm-hmm. and Tarantino always delivers fantastic gore. It was it, the gore in this movie is done like a little over dramatic, but nothing that like overtops the scenario of the entire movie. Right. Like, yeah, the blood is like way more than it should be in most things, like mm-hmm. in most cinema. Yeah. Or like how it would be in real life. Right. And especially too, like later on when we get to like the shootouts and everything like that. But because of like the way the movie is set up and like the premise, and you kind of get like that somewhat goofy vibe. Throughout the movie, yeah. while still maintaining like seriousness, yeah. it all fits very well with yeah. it. Like I didn't like a couple of points. I was like, man, that's a lot of blood, and that's too much. But it's Tarantino, and yeah. that's what he does. Yeah, like when um when uh Schultz like frees the other slaves in the beginning, and is like, okay, oh, you, yeah, it's, yeah, it's have, so over the top. You have two options, and then they like, go over there and like shoot the other brother, and yeah. like it just splatters up yeah. everywhere. It's over the top, yeah, but again, <laughs> it's Tarantino, and like th- th- you know, at the end of the day, we go to Tar- I go to Tarantino films for good gore, yes, and that's what I want. Mm-hmm. So, 
and every time that somebody explodes, I laugh. Yeah, I do. It's just fun. It's, I do. I, I laugh. It's 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 a movie. Like that's the thing, right? He for years, his entire career, he's always getting, he was always like getting scrutinized about, like, oh, your your films are too gory. Your films are too gory. They promote violence. Blah 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 blah. And I I sit in the 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 chair of, it's a it's a movie. Yes. Go to be entertained. This exactly right. Like it's an entertaining film. If you don't like gore, go then see the Pooh. go see something else. <laughs> like this is not for you. But for people like myself, like you, mm-hmm. horror fans, whatever, you know, we enjoy gory movies. We enjoy watching people explode yes. and, and whatever. Just like great action sequences and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not supposed to be the most realistic thing in the world, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you're just watching, like, something, like, so real at that point, then you might as well just be watching a documentary. Like, you're yeah. not you're not going there to for a story, you know what I mean? Like, or not, not so much stories, a story, but, like, but you're yeah. not going... You're, you're going there for fiction. You're going there for fun. Yeah. And, or, to, you know, just to enjoy whatever. So, I don't know. I love the gore. I think it's I think I it's think it o- I think it's it, over the top but I that's what I want. Yeah, it it works in this movie like I exactly. said. Exactly. And then at this point in the movie too then we get where they're coming up with the plan to try and like save Brunhilde. This is a very I think this was a very good plan. I think so too. It was a really I, good way to like weasel their way in. Yeah, cuz I really like the idea that they brought up like sitting at the saloon mm-hmm. and they're talking and they're like, "Okay, so like when you go to a farm and you want to buy a horse, and you go to the farmer and you say, I want to buy that horse. And he says, no. What do you do? What do you do? And he's like. Jamie Foxx like, I say, fuck that farmer. And I steal that horse. <laughs> and, and you kill him. And he's like, okay, you could do that. But then you're a murderer. And now you're going to be wanted as a horse thief. Mm-hmm. So like, and they hang horse yes. thieves. And then the horse goes back to its rightful owner. Yes. But, but you could instead go to the farmer and say, you want to buy the farm. Mm-hmm. And make up a ridiculous number that he can't refuse. Right. And that's more or less like the basis. So then of the we plan. get into the Mendingo fighting. Yeah. A little uncomfortable. Oh, oh, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but when they basically come up with the with the plan to buy uh Christoph Waltz is then playing a character who is interested in getting into the Mendingo fighting thing, which is basically like it's death matches between yeah. slaves. Yeah. It's basically what it is. Which is rough. Oh, Be- man. Especially, when- too, like, when they show it. Oh, wow. But he, I, I, as a wrestling nerd, he put in a dragon sleeper, so. I don't know what that is. When he when he rolled him over and then, like, he slammed kind of, him on the back? Well, he, he slammed him on the back and then he flipped over, like, uh, oh, like choking him out. Yeah. That's a dragon sleeper. Oh. That's one of my favorite submission moves. I love dragon tails. So do I. Tales, I love BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was wondering why you were wearing all leather. <laughs> Zach, are those new nipple clamps today? Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So basically, they then like figure. They, so they find out Brumhilda is at at Candy's place. Yes. They get their they get their way into there, saying that they're interested in Mandingo fighting, mm-hmm. and that they want to purchase one of Calvin Candy's uh, guys. Yes. And Django's whole character is that he is a, a black slaver. I think is what they call him. Yes. Right? Because that's apparently worse than like the head. Which is, I don't know. The, the, the house the yes, house guy, the which is Samuel Jackson's character. Yes. Um, so. He creates like this whole character yeah, for it. Yeah, and 
do you think he overdoes it? I think so. I, I think I think that he was really like he oh, man. It's yeah, it's I, tough. It, you know what? Too and as they keep going on, like a little bit further, he makes like a really good point. Um, but at this point, I didn't think that he was going a little over the top yet. Not yet, for sure. But I meant, I meant like throughout just throughout. It, I think, yeah. I think he is like toying with it a little too much. Yeah, and he really could have blown this whole thing out of like you know they could have just ruined it. But yeah, for some reason, because like you're, Christoph Waltz makes the point where he's like, you're losing sight of like what we're doing. We're here to save your fucking wife. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get us kicked out of here, then your wife is gonna stay there. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're really like he's teetering on that line. But I mean, it's it's going back to like. He's bordering the lines of, like, intriguing um, right. candy, and then he's also bordering on the fact of, like, you know, I, I'm going to be the worst asshole to you at the same time. Yeah. So, but uh, let's get let, let's get into when he when they first meet Calvin Candy, dude. The yes. fucking the 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 classic Tarantino like cr- uh, fa- uh, fast zoom ins. Yes. And like when he what, does that a couple of times yeah. in the movie. And yeah. I like it. Uh, he does that in a lot of his movies. Yeah, he does. But uh, it's like something that he's kind of known for. Um, but yeah, when when uh, Calvin comes in, or when he like turns around and he like and it like zooms <laughs> in on Calvin so fast. And he's like, please join me. <laughs> and he like sits down. Just so and Django, Django goes to the bar. And, mm-hmm. the, and then you're watching two men literally fight to the death. Yeah. And Django, thank God, like he at least like knows enough with the character that he's not going to watch it. Right. So Django goes over to the bar. He doesn't want to pay attention to it. Christoph Waltz is, uh, well, Schultz is like very uncomfortable. Yeah. He does not like this whatsoever. But he's trying but... to play it off that he's into it mm-hmm. because he needs them to be, he needs to convince them that, you know. Yeah. Because he, he's he, trying to be like, because... Candy even asked him too, is like, hey, what what's your point of like being here? What makes you want to get in the game? And he's just like, Well, to be brutally honest, I'm just bored and it seems like fun. Yeah. And I guess that's a good enough lie to get him into it. Right. And uh man, when these guys finally like when the final uh, blow uh, is taken to the guy and he rips his fucking eyes out. Mm-hmm. Whoo. Yeah, and then they give him the hammer as like end it. Yeah. Whoa. That's a rough yeah, that's a rough not, scene to watch. It's not they're just covered watch. in blood. Yeah. Holy fuck. And then uh, the guy who owned Franco Nero. That's Franco Nero. That's a. Uh, do you know who that is? Fun you, fact. Your dad. That's not my dad. <laughs> he is quite Italian though. Mm. Um, no, that's the original Django. Oh. So oh yeah. yeah when he, this when, is a remake. So he was like the original Django. Okay. And um, when he goes up to the bar and he's like, "What's your name?" and Jamie Foxx is like, "Django." He's like, "Can you spell it?" And he spells Django out to him. And he's like, "The D is silent." Then he's like, I know. He's like, I know. And then he takes his thing and he goes, it's like, that's okay. That's a little, 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 little nod, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the original fun. Django right there. That's <laughs> it's cool. Kinda, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, dude, uh, it's this is kind of like Calvin. What a girly drink. Calvin's Calvin drinking. <laughs> Just in a pineapple. John, no, it's a uh, a coconut. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still, like he's just. Uh, although when when what's it, when the uh, when like Calvin's like lawyer guy, he's like, mm. let me get sweet tea and bourbon. I'm like, hmm. that sounds good. I was like, damn, that does sound good. Maybe yeah. I should try that out. Uh, uh, maybe we'll get drunk next time on the podcast. <laughs> <with it. laughs> um, yeah. So then, you know, I, I don't want to go through every single scene, but yeah. I mean, the dog ripping apart scene yes. is, is rough. The I'm just going to say like my favorite one, of my favorite quotes from like the scene that we were just talking about, though, yeah. where when they finally come up with the idea that like, Hey, all these guys are nothing. Like I want to see like your actual people and like who you're not willing to sell. Mm. And I'll give you a ridiculous price of $12,000 for them. 
then I really like when Calvin says to is like, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go on like their journey. Right. And, uh, you know, and then they're like going to the house and then you, you see one of the slaves that ran away. Yeah. Fucking rough to watch that yeah, because bad. that's bad. Yeah. This uh, was the point too, where like I, Django kind of like overstepped his boundaries a little bit too. Yeah. Cause like the one slave is kind of like eyeballing him mm. and then like he gets in his face a little bit and like yeah. starts yelling at him. Like, he basically says that I'm, I'll be, I'm worse than any of these white people. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe, maybe you should just not say words right now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe when, should... he, when he pulls him aside too, then that's when you were saying Makes like, it... he's like, Hey, we're going a little bit too far. Yeah. And Django brings up the fact of like, you remember when we did that, that one bounty where I had to shoot the guy right in front of his kid. Yeah. And he was like, this is my world. And in my world, sometimes we got to get dirty. Yeah. So I'm getting dirty. Yeah. And it, it's enough to be like, okay, Schultz time to back off. Cause right. he's doing what he's got to do. Right. Uh, and then, you know, they, the dog part, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll just glide over that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to get r- into it's this. Rough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when they finally get to the house and you know, you see, Broomhilda in the box because she ran away. Yeah, man, that's rough. Yeah, to watch her like get like dragged out of that. But they just like throw water on her, like a bucket of water, mm-hmm. and then they just throw her into a fucking like wheelbarrow, I guess, and they just yeah. wheel her away. And she's like crying, and it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, it's just because rough. she speaks German. Yes, and that's the whole thing too. Is like because she, I guess her like her original family was like a German household before she got sold or mm-hmm. something happened. So she speaks a little bit of German yeah. and that's kind of like the plot of like how they get her in on the whole thing because, uh, they basically come up with a thing where Schultz asks for her to come to his room just so they can speak German. Yeah. And candy is like, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it takes everything out of Django not to like rush over there and like just, kill everybody. Oh man. Yeah. And then, I mean, when she, Dude, when when he when they they bring her up to the room, yes, and he Django then like opens the door and she has like the cup of water. Yes, it's, it's like faints. the most classic I like, ah, and she like faints. It's so funny. I, I made a very like I don't know if you got this too, but like it was a very compatible scene from Inglorious Bastards when uh, Christoph Waltz's character in that is talking to the French owner of the house about like the the Jewish people underneath the mm-hmm. floorboard. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost like I got the same vibe from it. Just this movie was a more positive vibe for it mm-hmm. because they have to speak in a different language. So then that way the other people oh, can understand saying. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kind of like converse about the plan and everything like that. And like, Hey, listen, like this is what we're going to do. Like we're here to help you. Like right. just relax, do what you're doing. We're going to get this all figured out. Yeah. And I don't know. I I, I thought. But yeah, when like, Django opens or she oh, yeah. passes out, and he doesn't say anything. And Christoph Waltz looks at him. He's like, "You silver tongue devil." Because <laughs> yeah, he says something like, "He's like, hey, little troublemaker." Yeah, that was all he says. And then she just passes out. Um, and then yeah, I mean, then listen. The next scene, yeah, is fucking fantastic. Yeah, the dinner scene. Yeah, the dinner scene is. The dinner scene specifically when Samuel Jackson finds out that they know each other yes. and he brings him in and he says, listen, this is like what's probably going on around here. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out with the skull. My favorite scene. Yes, because the whole idea is that like, you know, they've made an agreement on like a Mandingo, but they'll be back in a couple of days. Right. And he was wondering like he could 
buy Broomhilda right now. Right. So the idea is that they're going to buy Broomhilda now and then just not come back. Exactly. And then, because then they'll have the, the bill of sale, so she's a free woman. And, yeah, when he brings out the skull. It's, it's like, the best. I, I don't, I really can't think of any other scene for me. There's, there's one other scene that I mm-hmm. absolutely love. Uh, but this is, there's two top, my top scenes. Yeah. This is for sure, like, number one, though. This had to have been, like, shot in one one shot, right? For the most part, yeah. Because I think so, because when Leonardo DiCaprio, like, right. actually slams his hand down and he right. starts, like, bleeding. Yeah. Like, it's just one continuous shot. And mm-hmm. he's, he's physically, like, he really, like, cut himself open. Yeah. And he's just using that. Yeah. Especially, too, like, when he wipes, wipes his it on own her blood face. on her yeah. face. Yeah. yeah. That She's was like, all ad-lib. And right. And it's just like, Jesus. Yeah, it's... How did you not win an Oscar? How do you not this? win an Oscar? <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's it's the best. Yeah. It really is the best. Uh, and then you know when they basically Calvin like calls them out on their shit, and he's like, "Listen, if you want if you want her, then it's twelve thousand dollars." Yeah. So they they end up doing the whole thing, and man, oh man. Afterwards, actually, there's another one. One of my another favorite scene of mine is when he uh, talk. He's talking to Calvin in the library, mm-hmm. and he tells him that uh, how the three musketeer author it was oh, actually yeah. black yeah and you know that was like fantastic and then he's like you know a deal's not done until you shake my hand and if you let her walk you know he's like i'm not letting you guys leave until you shake my hand and he's like it's, i don't want to shake just your hand like trying to add like the icing on the yeah. cake that calvin won exactly and then he's like you really want me to shake your hand and he goes i insist mm-hmm. and like, then he fucking pulls out the again the taxi driver yeah. mechanism and the gun pulls out he shoots he like, shoots well, calvin insist, boom shoots him he's right dead in the rose too, yep. like on his, his jacket yeah and then yo when when uh schultz gets shot yeah <laughs> man he, he just shoots right back dude homeboy just flies back <laughs> <laughs> like, and then the whole shootout after that that is, poor guy that gets shot just like, kept in getting shot constantly <laughs> yeah oh my god and then look this movie's great yeah yeah it's so good i don't I think, know why like afterwards uh tarantino's character had to be all super australian. australian he didn't need to be <laughs> he kind of like I mean, he he didn't do a half bad Australian accent. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Of like, did you really did need to be Australian? <laughs> <laughs> like, you could have just done your normal voice. <laughs> um, but he gets exploded. He he gets exploded with dynamite. Mm-hmm. Django goes back, kills everybody this, else. Yeah, because at that point, like, he's fully come into like his own as a bounty hunter. Yeah, because he makes a proposition with them about like how he's got the bounty right for the people back there. Yeah, so he goes back. He kills everybody. He saves his wife. Blows up Candyland basically to a smithereens, mm-hmm. and then you get the cool like horse, yeah, like he's like dancing with the <laughs> horse kind of. How cool is that? Yeah, that was fun. I mean, I don't know how much time they needed to choreograph <laughs> that, <laughs> but it was fun. Took it's, a week out of our budget. <laughs> it was fun though, and yeah. uh, and then they like you know they drive off, they they ride off into the sunset together, basically him and his wife. Yeah, I didn't uh, like the line though. Like that, it was it, it wasn't like a cringeworthy thing, but it was like, do you really need to add this in where? Uh, at the very last two lines where Django's like, you ready, little trouble? And she's like, yeah, I'm ready, big trouble. Yeah. And it's like, nah. uh, I don't need you <laughs> to add on to like your nicknames for each other. <laughs> Zach is upset because his wife left him and they used to call I'm each not, other. I'm not mad about it, okay? I'm over it. I'm fine. We're done. Whatever. She took the dog. She took the house. She took the car. She took my fucking Pokemon figurines. <laughs> 
But you know what? Fuck it, right? It's fine. Yeah, I'm living under a bridge now. I've been eating rocks. Rocks are good for you. You ever eat a rock before, Frank? It's got a lot of protein inside of it. Uh, um, yeah, so, I mean, this movie's fantastic. If you haven't seen Django, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's really good. It's a it's sad life. I think this movie's perfectly paced. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't. Fo- I don't. I've watched this movie six thousand times. Yeah. And uh, I think we're doing good too in like spacing out the Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, we've only done one so far. I think three. This will be our third. Three. Yeah, because we did Reservoir Dogs, we did Inglorious Bastards, and then now we're doing Django. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're doing good spacing them out because man, like pretty much all of them are fantastic. Pretty much all of Pretty them. much, except yeah. for one glaring one that's, eh. Yeah, Death Proof. Yeah, Death Proof isn't really his best work. And then I wasn't too thrilled about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I thought you said it grew on you. It grew on me a little bit. Not Still enough to know? be. It's like, it's in the five, Wh- six range. For you? Yeah. I have to watch it again. I definitely. Yeah, I think watching it one more time would probably solidify where it sits. Yeah, I think watching it, for me, like, I, this another, actually a movie that I'm going to watch tonight for the second time to kind of like really see how I feel about it is Midsommar. Okay. Ari yeah, Aster's Midsommar because I just, I felt pretty indifferent mm-hmm. with the first time I watched it and I kind of wanted a little bit more out of it. But now knowing what the movie is, I feel like that, it'll grow on us. I, I feel like it, it will grow on me. I just, I just need to see it again. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm watching that tonight. Uh, shout out to Jess because we're watching that together. Uh, and that's it. So Django Unchained. Uh, oh yeah, I just wanted to say one more thing. One more thing. The uh, my other favorite scene is mm-hmm. when they're sitting together. Django and Schultz are sitting together, mm-hmm. and he's telling him like the the famous German story. Yes, because it's just foreshadowing. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Django is kind of like he's saying like you know he he walks through hellfire because she's worth it, and you know he climbs a mountain and fights a dragon because she's worth it, and blah yeah. blah blah. And then Django goes, "I know how she, I, I know how he feels." And, and Schultz looks at him and he goes, "I'm beginning to see that." And he's just kind of like, just that's like a really really great like bonding moment between them, and that's kind of when he decides that he wants to help Django. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's just a beautiful scene. Yeah, because he, because throughout the movie they even ask him too, is like, "Why have you like taken on such a?" like a role of like partnering with him and want to see like his growth. Yeah. And Schultz even says too, is like, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like I have something about him. I freed him and I feel like it's my duty to like make sure that he's okay in the world. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, Django Unchained 2012. Fantastic fucking everything. Really? 10 out of 10. Won't be watching it again. 10 out of 10. We'll never see this movie ever (laughs) again. Uh, uh, you know, great, great, Music, like yeah. it's so good. <laughs> the music, the music is alone, so, is even just, the rap that they put in yeah, there, yeah, it works. Big Ro- or Rick Ross, yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> weird, it, right? Uh, and it's just great, man. I love this movie. For me, this is probably my favorite Tarantino film. And then Inglorious Bastards, though, I think is his best. But for me, Django is my go-to. Yeah, I don't know. People get real like crazy. Everyone, everyone's like so like, oh, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction. It, Pulp it's, Fiction's it, great because like, it's so like culty. It's such like a cult classic, and I get it. But like, really look at his filmography. Mm-hmm. There's other movies besides Pulp Fiction, but Pulp Fiction always does sit like in the top three range for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know. It's I, always I, it's always Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and Hateful Eight that are my top three. For me, I think it's Inglorious Bastards, Django, and you. I really, really, really like Kill Bill. One or two? I prefer one over two. Yeah. 
One, I prefer one over two. Yeah, one just had a little bit more going for it. Yeah. Two was just like, hey, we're going to cap off the ending of this because we couldn't make this a five-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, dude, the fucking anime scene. Oh, yeah. It's oh, cool. wow. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a Kill man Bill. who doesn't like anime, too. Yeah, and it's like, I, I, I'm into it. Uh, so that that's really cool. I think those are my top three, though. Mm-hmm. I really, really like Kill Bill a lot. I like Jackie Brown. I like them all. Yeah, Jackie Brown's awesome. Jackie Brown's so good. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs is great. My Little Pony's really good. <laughs> Christopher Robin starring <laughs> Ewan McGregor. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> Christopher Robin. Um, and that's it, guys. So uh, if you haven't seen Django, I mean, you really need to. I really think that it's 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 a really really it's a fun movie, but it also is. You know, it's a period piece and it really shows you America in a time where we don't really like what we don't really like to talk about, which is slavery. And and uh, I think it's I think it's an important movie that exists because, you know, at the end of the day, man, this movie is kind of like there's not really I, I got into a discussion about one with one guy about uh, how I prefer Django over the Black Panther uh, over the Black Panther for a black superhero. Yeah, because this movie is essentially a superhero film. I mean, this it kind is. of. You do get, like, um, a rise and growth and, like, character development throughout the movie of Django. And by the end, like, he really comes into his own. And you could almost put him in, like, any Marvel movie and just be like, hey, look, like, he's a time traveler and this is his thing. This is what he does. Yeah. And, um, so he would fit very well in it, especially, too, like, with the like the red velvet and, like, yellow suit that yeah, he's got on yeah. at the end. And I really think that um, that this is, this is a heroic Mm-hmm. tale like you know and this is a superhero movie and it i remember pull any punches no and i was really I, and i remember the kid was like Django isn't a Django isn't a isn't a, a superhero movie and i remember one of uh, some coworker of mine who was a black guy and he and i was like hey question for you i was like have you seen Django?" he was like yeah i was like have you seen black panther he was like yeah i was like who do you think's a cool who do you think's a better superhero black panther or Django?" and he's like I probably would have to say Django. Yeah. I'm like, I know. <laughs> the fact that you have to sit there and think for a second already yeah. says that like Black Panther isn't the best out of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, it's a cool movie, man. Yeah. It really is. Uh, and that's it guys. Yeah. So Zach, please. <laughs> for the love of God. take a sec. <laughs> I have to take a shit. <laughs> I have to go find my wife and hopefully <laughs> she'll take me back. <laughs> oh, also I got a new car today. But that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also stealing his car after this. So, yeah, that's right, guys, so yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, who's that stumbling around in the dark?